0: Today we're continuing in our Healthy Family series. Up to this point, we've talked about key characteristics of healthy families, the importance of thriving marriages, singleness, the power of words, and how women can lead with character and influence. Today we're going to be taking a look at the relationship between children and parents. Child-parent relations are incredibly important to talk about in an age where defiance of authority is embraced, if not celebrated, and where children are struggling to find meaning, purpose, and direction when teachers, social media, and Disney tell them to look within themselves to discover who they are and what their purpose is rather than taking cues from the Bible. So today, as we open up the Bible to Ephesians 6, 1-4, we're going to see that honoring parents is proper and biblical guidance for children is necessary. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honour your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Lord, we pray that you would teach us what this text means. Uh, God, we desire for parents to bring their children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord and for children to obey and honour their parents. So Lord, would you just speak through this message? Would you increase and would I decrease? It's in your name I pray, amen. So if we back up a little bit in our passage to chapter five in Ephesians, this text that we just read is a practical outworking of what it means to walk with wisdom as a follower of Christ. We see that in 515, to be filled with the spirit in 518 and to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ in 521. Children are to do this through obedience and honour, and parents are to do this through discipline and instruction of the Lord. As this passage lays out, I want to speak to the children first and then to the parents today. I also want to be upfront and say that, you know, I'm not a parent yet. The closest thing I've been to a parent was a middle school youth pastor. And man, those kids, they're a lot of fun, but also a little difficult at times. So I don't have the firsthand experience as a parent to speak from. But fortunately for me, however, Jesus wasn't a parent and neither was the apostle Paul who wrote this passage. So I figure I'm in good company here. Now I also recognize that this message may be a little sensitive for some. So I wanna acknowledge that those, those who are listening may be single parents, those who have lost children, those who have lost parents, those who have damaged relationships with their kids or parents, those who carry a sense of regret with their parenting. And so I wanna remind you the Lord is near, that He cares about your situation, and that there is hope and redemption possible in Christ. So now, before I talk to the younger children, the truth is, so long as we have parents, we're all children, even if we're adults. And the Greek usage of the term tekna, which means children, is not limited to just small children, but also adult children who often remained under their father's authority for most or all of his life, in our passage though, Paul seems to be addressing younger children who are being trained by their parents, yet are old enough to understand their relationship to the Lord. Having said that, are we to still obey or honour our parents when we are adults? I would argue that we no longer report to our parents in a way that requires obedience once we leave and cleave to a spouse or reach independence from them outside of the home, but we should still honour our parents by showing them respect, care and love. Now, let me start by talking to the children. Children are called to obey their parents, but why? Paul tells us in the text here that it is right to to obey our parents and that it's commanded. Uh, It's right because it's the first commandment with a promise. This is in verse one to two we see. And so kids, if you remember the 10 commandments that Moses received on Mount Sinai in the Old Testament, the command to honor your father and mother is the fifth commandment in Exodus 20, verse 12. So since the time of Moses, who received the 10 commandments over 3000 years ago, the Lord has been clear that he expects children to obey their parents. So why obey? Because God himself is asking you to. There's a higher authority than your parents who expects you to obey them, so long as they're not asking you to do anything that would go against what God says. So if your parents you know, go and tell you to steal something, you shouldn't obey them. If they tell you to gossip about others, you shouldn't obey. These are a couple examples where God is clear in the Bible that we must first obey Him. But if your parents ask you to do things like clean your room, do your homework, or eat your vegetables, you should obey them. When you obey your parents, you are obeying what God has asked of you as well. Now, I understand that this this can be difficult to do, what our parents ask of us. I was a young child at one point too, and it just, it wasn't always fun to obey my parents when I just wanted to play street hockey or video games. But here's the thing, your parents most likely want what is genuinely best for you. So kids, trust that your parents have your best interests in mind, that they want what is best for you. This might come as a shocker, but they probably know more than you. I remember when I was a kid, I thought I knew everything there was to know about anything. Let me tell you, the older you become, the more you realize you really don't know much. Yet the older you become, like your parents, the more you increase in knowledge and life experience. So your parents are trying to protect you and guide you well because chances are they've made a few mistakes themselves and don't want you to experience unnecessary consequences. Now maybe the question comes up, what if my parents aren't Christian? Children are still to obey, even if their parents aren't Christian. Again, as long as they don't ask you to do something that would make you disobedient to God. Verse 1 says, Obey your parents in the Lord. Obedience is unto the Lord. And by obeying your parents, you're actually giving other people a reason to believe in God. In today's world, many kids don't obey their parents, and it's quite normal, but that doesn't make it right. You actually set an example for your friends when you obey your parents and you show them that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you when you do the hard thing and obey, even when you don't feel like it. And we also see that there's a purpose to obeying our parents. Paul says that uh, you should obey so that it may go well with you in verse three. There's a purpose to our obedience. Obedience and honour generally lead to good outcomes. If you show honour and obedience, there won't be many consequences and negative effects. Life generally goes well when we obey and honour our parents. They likely won't be upset or angry with us if we're obedient. We won't miss out on privileges, and the relationships we have with our parents will be better as a result. But when we disobey and dishonour our parents, what usually happens? There's usually consequences and discipline Sometimes the relationships with our parents can be hurt. We can get caught up in fights and arguments. And we can even miss out on the blessings and good things that our parents have to offer us. There's one more thing that I want to say, is our culture tells us that, you know, it isn't cool to obey our parents. And that to fit in with those who are popular or to be accepted, we need to disobey our parents and be independent. So we tend to listen to the voices of our friends a lot more than we do to the voices of our parents. And I get it because I once was a kid myself. But let me ask you this, though. Who do you eventually want to become? What kind of person do you want to be 10, 15, 20 years from now? I want to encourage you kids to think into the future, not just about what's happening right now, The habits you form now are shaping who you will become later. You can't just flip a switch once you're in your twenties and change instantly into a kind, honouring and good person if you're learning to disobey and dishonour at a young age. Before I talk to the parents about raising their children, I want to say this to the parents. It's important that you live worthy of the obedience and honour of your children. It's extremely difficult to show honor when a parent doesn't provide a good example for their children and show love, care, and respect for them. So show your children that you can be trusted with their obedience through your example. The last thing I want is for parents to use my sermon as fuel to tell their kids to obey them in an authoritarian sort of way that lacks care and love for their children. Um, Or, you know, I don't want children to hear this part about their parents needing to live worthy of honor and taking that as an excuse to not honour and obey their parents when they should be. Now, let me talk to the parents now. The next few minutes of my message may be hard to receive for some, and my goal is not to offend or to make you feel ashamed. I understand that some of your children may not be currently walking with the Lord, or perhaps you wish that you had done things differently in your parenting. But I also don't want to shy away from calling parents up to what the Lord desires from parents. You see, we live in an age where fatherlessness is common, where hedonistic pursuits often take precedence over effort and hard work, and ultimately, where we're at a critical point with the next generation of believers, with Gen Z. According to a recent article, in our post-truth society where children are learning to adopt a relativistic worldview that leaves them feeling apathetic towards faith, Christianity today has less influence on Gen Z than on any other previous generation. In the last decade, the church dropout rate has risen from 59% to 64% among those aged 18 to 25. This shows that there's a critical period before a child reaches 18 for their faith to become their own. And you may have heard of BARNA before. BARNA is an organization that does research and surveys on the state of the church. In one study, they found that in the majority of cases, The parenting habits and values of believing parents do not look much different than those of non-believing parents. This is an an issue that we can't afford to ignore. According to one of their 2018 studies, the most common struggle that youth pastors report in their ministry is parents not prioritizing Gen Z's spiritual growth. 68% of youth pastors said this was the number one struggle in their ministry. And so this issue is one of discipleship of children by their parents. So when we read in Ephesians 6:4, bring your children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, this is a call for parents to disciple their children that discipleship happens primarily in the home and it continues through the church. So I wanna encourage you to see your parenting through the lens of discipleship. There's so many things that compete with a child's spiritual formation. Engaged Christian parents report that peer influence, video games, digital content, busyness, and social media are among the top struggles that can get in the way of guiding their children's spiritual formation. And while these things are not necessarily bad in moderation, we are effectively discipled by the very things we give our time and attention to. We can see the need then to bring children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord when they're bombarded with messages that are saturated in the instruction of the world. So parents, you have a unique opportunity to steward your children's spiritual formation Your children will spend roughly one to two hours a week at CA Kids or youth group versus the maybe 56 hours a week at home when they're not at school, but they're with you in the family. And the research shows that it's the parents that have the most dramatic influence on children, more than schools, more than churches. So there's a burden of responsibility to help shape how your kids think and act in light of biblical truth. According to a study from Brown University, Routines and habits in children including chores and responsibilities formed by age nine and do not vary much thereafter In my own life I was given pocket money as a child for chores like scooping the kitty litter doing dishes mowing the lawn sweeping the floor my Personal favorite I negotiated with my parents to pay me five cents a shower I didn't like to shower as a kid and hey it worked. now I shower every day and I'm still cleaning the kitty litter now My parents, you know, they taught me to put this pocket money into three different Tupperware containers. The first portion of my money would go to the church Tupperware container. The second was to the bank, so I could save for bigger things. And the third was the store, so I could buy some spending money, uh, so I could use some spending money to buy smaller ticket items. Now, I was a little bit of a rabbit trail about chores and responsibilities, but if kids form habits by age nine, We can see the importance of not only teaching kids to take responsibility and do chores from a young age, but also to form habits of Bible reading and prayer. So take the time to teach your kids to pray, get a children's Bible or a teen Bible that can help them best understand God's word. And what about addressing the big topics that should be talked about with children? I think some of the most important issues that you as a parent can address with your children would include things like the biblical perspective on sexuality, gender, marriage, how to appropriately consume media, how to choose friends wisely, And when they're a little bit older, issues of poverty and social justice, faith in science, faith in career, the reliability of scripture and evidence for the historical Jesus. So they know that the Christian faith isn't just a fairy tale or something that their parents believed so that they should. Now, let me just acknowledge something. Parents often want to disciple their children, bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, but don't know where to start or feel ill-equipped on how to do this. Probably feels daunting and like you have to be an expert on every field to teach your children about the faith, I want to encourage you with a couple things. First, yes, having some level of knowledge about big topics is helpful. And this is where partnerships between parents and the church should exist to help equip parents and disciple children. A few of the ways that you can expand your knowledge on these subjects, join a community group where you're surrounded by other believers and parents who are navigating the same issues. Attend David Wood's classes on Tuesday nights that address big cultural topics and go through books of the Bible. Listen to some reliable podcasts as you clean, as you drive, as you cook. Read some recommended Christian books on various issues. I'm sure the pastors would love to help with book recommendations. My second encouragement is this. You don't have to have a PhD to bring your children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. The most important thing you can do as a parent is to abide in Christ yourself. Take the time to sit at Jesus' feet, pray, worship, fellowship with other believers, and read your Bible. Because as we learn in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. If you've accepted Christ, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And Jesus says that he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So if you continue to abide in Christ and you have the Holy Spirit, he will guide you as you parent and disciple your children. As you tune your ear to his voice in the ways I described, he will speak. Finally, perhaps one of the greatest ways to disciple your children is to set an example for them. As the age old saying goes, actions speak louder than words. We can heed the words of Paul in 1 Timothy 4.12 to set an example for the believers in speech, in life, in love, in faith, in purity. And I believe that this can apply to parenting. We all know that children are like sponges and they watch what others do and they repeat those behaviors for better or worse. So do an evaluation of your own childhood. What did your parents do well that you want to continue? What are some things that you wanna leave out from how your parents parented you? One of the things that should be left out of parenting is aggravating your children. And this is exactly what Paul tells us in verse four. It says, fathers do not aggravate your children. By extension, this would include mothers too. They absolutely have a crucial role in child rearing and nourishing them well. It's only in, in the Greco-Roman world, fathers were usually responsible for the education and discipline of children. So that's why they're singled out here in this verse. But what does aggravate entail? Well, New Testament scholar Andrew Lincoln believes this word would include excessively severe discipline, unreasonably harsh demands, of authority, arbitrariness, unfairness, constant nagging and condemnation, subjecting a child to humiliation and all forms of gross insensitivity to a child's needs and sensibilities. So simply put, parents have the ability to discourage their children or to, or to encourage and build them up with their attitudes, expectations, and words. Pastor John Fortune did a whole sermon a couple weeks ago on the power of words. Our words can be used to curse and tear down children or to bless them and build them up. And the word for bring up in the phrase, bring up your children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord is the same word that we see in Ephesians 529 for nourish that husbands are called to in the relationship with their wives. So children are to be nourished and cared for much like we need to tend a garden so it'll flourish. So in conclusion, children obey and honour your parents. Parents live worthy of that honour and bring your children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. They need your discipleship and your love. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you that you've given us your word to guide us. Lord, we thank you that uh, your son Jesus has set us an example of what it looks like to live a godly life. We pray that you would raise up parents, that you would encourage parents to set a good example for their children. We also pray that you would help equip um, parents on knowing how to effectively disciple their children. Help the church to best equip parents as well when these can be very difficult times to navigate through um, the teen years and the early years of childhood. God, would would you just raise up your next generation of faithful believers and leaders using the church and parents at the same time? God, we also pray that... Uh, that there would be children who desire to honor and obey their parents when the world tells them to disobey and defy. God, we just pray that uh, when the world looks at your church, they would see something that is opposite to the culture, that they would see obedience, they would see honor, that they would see direction and guidance that is meaningful to children. And so God, we just pray that you would take these words and um, sow seeds, Lord, sow seeds in the hearts of, of your believers, of your children, we pray in your name. Amen.